Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear a day, and then we discuss it. This is page 965, chapter 148, that's a lot of chapters, The Stories of Stones. On the long ride back to Imre, Denna and I spoke of a hundred small things. She told me about the cities she had seen, Tinue, Vartharet, and Denevan. I told her about Ademra and showed her a few pieces of hand language. She teased me about my growing fame, and I told her the truth behind the stories. I told her how things had fallen out with the mayor, and she was properly outraged on my behalf. But there was much we didn't discuss. Neither of us mentioned how we'd parted ways in Severin. I didn't know if she had left us in anger. I didn't know if she had left in anger after our argument, or if she thought I had abandoned her. Any question seemed dangerous. Such a discussion would be uncomfortable at best. At worst, it might reignite our previous argument, and that was something I was desperate to avoid. Denna carried her harp with her, as well as a large traveling trunk. I guessed her song was finished, and she must be performing it. It bothered me that she would play it in Imra, where countless singers and minstrels would hear and carry it out across the world. Despite this, I said nothing. I knew that would be a hard conversation, and I needed to pick the time for it carefully. Neither did I mention her patron though what the Cathay had told me preyed on my mind. I thought on it endlessly, had dreams about it. Felurian was another matter we didn't discuss. For all the jokes Denna made about my rescuing bandits and killing virgins, she never mentioned Felurian. She must have heard the song I'd written, as it was much more popular than the other stories she seemed to know so well. But she never mentioned it, and I was not enough of a fool to bring it up. That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Now... Is Quoth basing his staunch opinion that Lanra was a villain on the one time he heard the story from Scarpy? Kind of feels like it. Has it been made obvious to Quoth? Has Quoth made the connection that Lanra turned into Haliax? Is that why? He hasn't, right? Not explicitly on the page, right? So basically, he's just pigheaded. He's just, I heard a version of the story once. This was the first version I heard. And I have decided this is the canon version. And well, then upon hearing mm, Denna's version, he is... Uh, what? I, you're, you're... I don't think it is the first version. I don't think it's the first version he heard. I think he's already heard the canon version. And this version that Scarpy tells is not the canon version. And uh, that's why he thinks it's more true. It's because it's like it seems rarer to him. Is, is the story of Lamra and Lyra a, well, like a well-known story? That is the impression I have. Perhaps I'm wrong. Well, even if it does fly in the face of conventional, you know, the conventional version of the story, why is Quoth even now so like irritated that it's going to get that this version of the the song, which is a very good song, apparently, is going to like get picked up and and passed along the world by all the singers? You'd think that he would just be happy for his friend because he has no horse in the race. I think, well, I think he does have a horse in the race because the ver- it's not the same version that his parents worked on. Oh, that's right. Oh, and then they were killed for telling that version of the story. Okay, okay, it's coming together now. That's why. I knew it had to be based on something about his connection to the uh, to the Chandrian. So that, that makes sense. The fact that he knows for a fact that the version of the story that his parents were working on was uh, what got them killed. Okay, 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 okay. All that said, though... Well, hang on. Wait a second. Sorry, wait. Stop. Hit Pump the brakes. He was telling a story about... He was learning the the names of the Chandrian, right? 
for his song. He was doing a song about the Chandrian. Was it a song about Lanra and Lyra? I need to go back and, and look. Yeah, it's the, it's the story of how uh, Lanra fell. And in, so, in doing that research, he uncovered the names of the Chandrian and summoned them. So then Quoth must have put together that Lanra is Haliax. I guess not, huh? I guess it's just that they want they don't want the song to get out. Yes. Anyway, anyway, we've okay. I I I stand corrected. It makes sense to me now why Quoth is so adamant and irritated that this version of the song, you know, not get out there. Still though, like it's harmless as far as he knows. No, well, I don't think he thinks it is harmless. I think he thinks that it's spreading like false information that he thinks is harmful. It's recasting Lanra as like a a tragic hero, not a villain. And I think Foth thinks that that's harmful. And furthermore, I submit to you that this is like a classic pedantic nerd trait where you like the emotional (sighs) valences of it aside, seeing someone confidently be wrong about a thing you have a lot of knowledge about is infuriating. Think of the classic birthday boy skit, The Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, about the famous movie by Ben Hamish, George Lucas's friend. Yeah, the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. A, One word. Know, there was another movie made with a similar name uh, in, a, in a, the same year, but obviously uh, the Star Wars is the superior film. Um, okay, but you know what, Jeremy? That the, <laughs> that rings more true to me than any of the other solutions here. The idea that Quoth is just like a reply guy who's irritated that someone is wrong on the internet. Yeah, I uh, I also feel this way. I feel like he's just being, he yeah, like Jeremy said, he's being a pedantic nerd. He thinks he's right, and it bothers him that someone else thinks that their version is right when he's so sure that no, he he's right. I mean, he is correct, but you know, is a traveling singer the equivalent of a streamer from a certain point of view? Certainly, they're an influencer. <laughs> I guess Quoth is the original influencer. <laughs> when you think about it, I I think influencing goes way further back than that but yes uh, you know i mean i'm i'm joking but that is kind of what this book is about right it's about how stories shape what is true and quoth himself is someone who kind of understands this and kind of harnesses it and i think ultimately that's what is going to end up being like the magic of the magic behind the chandrian is that they are trying to change the story about them in order to uh, to do something I posit um, to you that Tamberlin the Great is, in fact, the original influencer. Ah, uh, Tamberlin is back. I've missed him so much. <laughs> I, you know, I think you guys are forgetting a very important influencer who lived uh, who lived a couple thousand years thousand years ago in a town called uh, Galilee. Uh, a young man with with a, with a message named Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't think Jesus in, is exists in this uh, in this narrative. God is all around us, Jordana. something that rings very true to me on this page is meeting up with someone after you've had a really unpleasant conversation and really not wanting to bring it up and not knowing how to bring it up without completely spoiling the mood reading this situation gives me like a very specific like gut feeling that i really hate (laughs) on the one hand i think that close right that like nothing good can come of of like bringing it up again but on the other hand you're you're just gonna let it fester and become uh worse and worse yeah the line any question seemed dangerous is a very 
fraught line that that is a little triggering to me actually the idea that like a conversation is a minefield and that daring to ask a question or or Say, to broach a certain subject yeah saying the wrong uh, thing brings danger yeah 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 so that that is a very that casts a very heavy pall on their relationship mm-hmm. to me in this sequence anyway the fact that there's like danger in expressing a certain thing yeah otherwise innocuous yeah, I like it reflects a breach of trust, right? Like you don't trust that the, that the other person is going to hear what you say and, you know, take it, give you grace or or like take it in the spirit that you intend it, right? You you have this fear that they're going to take it in the worst possible way. Mhm. Which could very well happen. But that I think that the fact that it could happen ref, like reflects that there's a, been a breakdown of trust between these two people and I think in the next few pages it that sense of discomfort uh is only heightened if anything the line rescuing bandits and killing virgins is funny yeah that's funny i this is the first time i've noticed it uh i don't know if we'll leave in i had sort of tripped over it in the reading initially i don't know if i'll leave it in or not but yeah it's extremely funny it's a a good chuckle and it you know it it speaks to the timber of their conversation Mm. and it's not totally clear to me if um that's dent that's quoth telling us how Denna is being glib and funny, or if that is Quoth being glib and funny after the fact. I read it as Denna, as him sort of paraphrasing Denna. Quoth has been thinking about Denna's patron and what the Cathay told Quoth about Denna's patron. That's been weighing on his mind constantly. I think that is an interesting character beat because he hasn't really brought that up. Mm -hmm, That's right. Had dreams about it. Yeah, that hasn't. That casts previous uh, pages in a new light as well. Mm-hmm. All right, here is the letter. This is from Curtis, who writes, Greeting, pagers. Now that we are getting close to wrapping up this book, why do we think that it is named as it is? Why this title and what does it mean? The internal reference is obvious, but of all possible titles, why that one? And how does it relate to the story which this book tells? Signed, Curtis. The saying in the book is there are three things all wise men fear. Um, the sea and storm the uh, a night with no moon and the anger of a gentle man. And I kind of feel like all three of those things happen in this book to one degree or another. Um, because, you know, obviously Quoth is like, you know, gimme, like there's a shipwreck that Quoth, you know, gets caught up in. I feel like there is a night with no moon. Is it the night where Quoth gets sucked into Fae or is that a night where there's a full moon? Yeah, I think the night with no moon is it can be read as a reference to Fay in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I think the anger of a gentleman speaks to Quoth himself. Mm, yeah, that's maybe that's what it is. Actually, I I hadn't put that together, but now I think that is the answer. Is that Quoth is the gentleman whose anger is is uh, we find many reasons to fear his anger in this book. Mm-hmm. And- Reasonable. But also, have we not posited that Quoth is not a gentleman? He's not a gentleman. But I'd say for the most part, he's a gentle man. Okay. Yeah, like, and I think that Quoth thinks of himself that way. Like, I don't think Quoth thinks of himself as an angry person. I think something we've discovered doing this podcast is that he, he does seem to carry a lot of anger, that he's not even totally aware of how it affects the people around him and that like you know we've we've pointed out that there are times in this book where like he seems to downplay or perhaps not fully grasp that people around him are afraid of his anger i agree that the people they are afraid 
And listeners, you can be afraid on tomorrow's page. Um. The. Way. Way.